Hi, Pastor Greg here. I'm the pastor of the Jordan Assembly of God Church. You are either listening to the podcast version or you can also watch it live streaming on YouTube or recorded VOD of it. This is a new series and we are going to be going through the book of Colossians. I hope you enjoy this series. So without further introduction, the book of Colossians. We started the book of Colossians um, last week and so we did part one and we're moving into part two and uh, last week I honestly uh, I had the hardest time I, I'm just going to be very very honest with you it felt like I epically failed last Sunday and for those of you who were encouraging to me and, and stuff like that I really do appreciate Last Sunday was one of those Sundays that, for me, I just felt like I was bombing the whole time. I just felt like I wasn't connecting. I felt like nothing was going right. It was, on, from my perception, it was really, 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 really um, difficult. So before we get into this morning, I wanted to just summarize what I was trying to get across last Sunday. And maybe you got it, and I really hope that you did. Um, but if you will go through the very first thing is you are a reflector, not a doer. Okay. Doer gets stuff done using themselves. A reflector displays the work that is being done. So yes, you are, you know, you are doing the word, but you're not basing it on who you are. You're basing it on what God is doing in you, is my point to that. So you are a reflection of what God is doing in you. The next thing, find eternal life. You can only get, or you can only give what you have gotten. And according to the scriptures, the way you find life is you pursue righteousness and you pursue mercy. And that's found in Christ Jesus. And the last point, know your responsibility. You are not responsible to save people. You are not responsible to make people change. You are not responsible to make sure that things go right for other people. Your responsibility is to be the reflection of Christ and his work in you. That's your responsibility. To be that loving person that loves people. To be that person that witnesses the love of Christ to the people around you. So those are the summaries. Today we are in part two of Colossians. And we are dealing with authority. And... My morning scripture verse is found in Luke chapter 20, going through verses 1 through 8. Now it happened on one of those days as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel that the chief priests and the scribes together with the elders confronted him and spoke to him saying, tell us by what authority are you doing these things? Or who is he who gave you this authority? But he answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing and answer me. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, 
All the people will stone us, for they are persuaded that John was a prophet. So they answered that they did not know where it was from. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you for today. I want to thank you for this time. I want to thank you, Father, that we could come together and fellowship with one another. And I pray, Father, that you will be glorified in our hearts and in our minds. And I pray, Father, that your word will go out. In your name I pray. Amen. We are in part two of Colossians, and we're going to be talking about authority. If you go to the... I have... There are three definitions. There's a total of eight definitions in the 1828 dictionary, and we're only going through three of them. And I have three questions. Who is your authority? Who in your life do you respect? And how do you feel you will succeed? Okay? So authority, the very first definition, means legal power or a right to command or to act as the authority of a prince over subjects and of parents over children, power, rule, or sway. Who is the, who is the one... In the question, who is your authority? Who is the one that has power or sway of your in your life? In Luke 20, verses 1 through 2, the religious leaders couldn't touch Jesus directly. But they could bring doubt. They put Jesus on trial and put the crowd as jury. This is the very first sign of of a public area where basically they were trying to change the view and the perception of the people who agreed with Jesus. And so in that in that very first two verses, now it happened no, on one of those days as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel that the chief priests and scribes together with the elders confronted him and spoke to him saying, tell us by what authority are you doing these things or who is he who gave you this authority. Authority or rule of your life is very important because you are giving authority to a person to hold a sway in your life, changing your life and how those things are done for you in power. And so these religious leaders, they wanted to have power and authority over the people and they had, they were appointed. So here they are, they're bringing up questions. And they want to bring doubt. This is a lot like in a court or in a jury. If they can bring doubt to the witness that is that they're asking the questions, then people will not believe them. And thus, if they cannot believe them, then it totally completely wipes out that person's credibility. So here they are attacking Jesus and his credibility in verses 1 through 2. So, and their question, who gives you the legal right to hold power, rule, or sway? And this comes into opinions. Because notice that they were not trying to base. So the very, very first one is the legal power or right. So people who are put in authority. The next definition is the power derived from opinion, respect or esteem, influence of character or office, credit as the authority of age or example, which is submitted to or respected in some measure as a law or rule of action that which is claimed in justification or support of opinions and measures. 
And I bring this up because in today's day and age, there are a lot of people, and I don't know if you've heard the term or not, but a lot of people are wanting to be what is known as influencers. Influencers are people who stream. They do TikTok. They uh, they get on Twitch. They get on um, they get on a lot of other video making platforms, and they are called influencers because they influence and what kind of authority are they basing off of. So the first the first authority is those that are official, those that are put into position. The second authority is derived from opinion, respect, or esteem. And you may be asking, how who gave them their authority. You did. You're the one that gives them authority. When you watch or you listen or you subscribe or you follow after or you like or you do all those things, you give authority to that influencer and thus they have power or sway and another version of authority. So what they were trying to do these religious leaders, is that they were trying to sway based on opinion, based on respect or esteem of their questions to sway other people to go against Jesus, to change so that they would not respect Jesus, but that they would respect them, that they would see something different. Which leads me to my next question, who in your life do you respect? In verses 3 through 4 of Luke chapter 20, it says this, But he answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing and answer me. So here they are trying to change people's viewpoint. But he answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing and answer me. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? Now why would he bring up John? Guess what? John was, he was the one leading the way. He was the one introducing other people to Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. He was the one going into the wilderness and he was baptizing people, saying to repent. He brought something new. He brought something different. So they were trying to create doubt. And so what did Jesus do? Jesus brought up a person that everybody knew and respected, and not to mention, who gave the ultimate price. He died in the conviction of standing for what was right and what was moral and what was just. So then, what about John? Was his baptism from heaven or from men? And their response is very interesting because in verses 5 through 7, and they reason among themselves saying, if we say from heaven, he will say, why then did you not believe them? Which proves the fact that these religious leaders did not have any belief in the person that was sent by God to announce that Jesus was coming. But if we say from men, all the people uh, will stone us for they are persuaded that John was a prophet. The people know. So they're in a quandary. We didn't agree that John was the, the one that God sent, but also in the same realm, not only did we not agree that John was, was the one sent, but we can't go against the crowd because the crowd itself would literally stone us as heretical. So they answered, 
that they did not know where it was from. And Jesus said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. They sought to create doubt in him and only further created doubt on themselves. So you have two authorities, two definitions at this time. You have one that is, that is dealt with position of authority, and you have another one that is dealt with in opinions and esteem. And the religious leaders were those that of authority. Then they questioned him based on the opinions of the people. But they failed on both accounts because they failed to acknowledge the third definition of authority. They failed to realize that there was another definition of authority that superseded public, that superseded popularity, and superseded those that were put in positions by other people. It superseded all of those. And this is the third definition. Weight of character, respectability, dignity as a magistrate of great authority in the city. Character is something you have. You cannot be given it. Character is something that's inside you. Respectability is founded on who you are, not what people think you are. Respectability is something that is there. There's respect that people give you, but respectability is something that you have that comes from the inside. Dignity comes from inside. None of these things are governed by any outside source. It is the very makeup of you. And we get into Colossians 1, 15 through 18. And Paul describes Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, like this. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. Authority. Preeminence means to be first, foremost, nothing before. So then, my question, who is your authority? Do you acknowledge God as your authority? Because if so, God acknowledges the authority of parents, leaders, and those in a position over us. It's a very important thing that God is the one that acknowledges that leadership because there is nothing before God. There is nothing that happens before God. He is the beginning and he is the end. He is the alpha and he is the omega. And God acknowledges the authority of parents. Why do I make that very clear? Because the parental authority right now is under attack. The authority of the parents, the authority of teachers, the authority of, of governing or law, justice, is being attacked in today's day and age. It has always been attacked, but today you definitely see a lot of attacks on that. So if you acknowledge that God is definitely there, then you need to acknowledge the fact that God supports 
parents, leaders, and those in position over us. And the next question, who do you respect? Who do you esteem worthy to instruct you, to guide you, to hold sway over you? People who have authority because of the amount of money or the amount of followers they have? Or respect the one who was and is and is to come? That demands respect not by position, not by opinion, but by who he is. God. Greg, I thought there was a third definition, and I thought there was also a third question. How do you feel you will succeed? Your success in this life on earth is based either on the judgment and opinion of others or who you are. And if the who you are is not the who you should be, turns out the who you are can be changed by the who he is. You catch that? If the who you are is not the who you should be, then turns out then the who you are can be changed by the who he is. Wrap your mind around that one. But there's one prerequisite. You acknowledge that God is the first in your life and believe in Jesus as your Savior. For your success in eternity is based on who you acknowledge as authority in your life while you're on this earth. Your success. How do you govern your success? Are you going to base it on people who have that you give authority to? Or are you going to base it on God? And if you put him there as authority. But remember... The religious leaders tried to use their position and they tried to use people's um, opinions. God's authority is not based on people's opinions. God doesn't base his, his authority on whether or not you agree he's God or not. He doesn't base his authority on whether or not you think he's worthy or not. God is worthy whether or not you think he's worthy or not. God is worthy to be praised He's worthy to be honored, and he's worthy to be adored. And if you are willing to do that, if you are willing to acknowledge that and follow after Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the who you are is going to change into the who he is. For he has the ultimate authority. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day and I want to thank you for this time. I want to thank you for who you are. And I pray, Father, that we may have a wonderful time following after you. I pray, Father, that we may pray for our leaders. I pray, Father, that we may pray for the people in authority. And I pray, Father, that we may do our best to show respect and honor to those people. And I pray, Father, that we may honor you with our lives. I thank you, Father, for everything you do and who you are. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast or watching this video. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to listen or watch past broadcasts, you can go to agjordanmt.com. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful day.